Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We got to work, and we did a really good job for the first year and a half in continuing to grow and improve and develop as a school, and then the pandemic came. Announcing today a soft closure of all of Utah's public schools. This closure will... uh, Right now on KSL+. Plus. The last few years have been tricky and stressful. I'm not going to lie, they were a little rough for teachers. But I think that this year, people have high hopes. Cautious optimism heading into a new school year. I'm most excited to be back with kids. The last couple of years have been really, really difficult for everyone. After two and a half years full of changes and interruptions. So it's been a challenge. We've had um, online school, hybrid school. We're just hoping really to get people to come back. I just feel like people have checked out, you know. I'm Matt Rascone, and this week, my conversation with a high school principal. Brian Vizi, B-R-Y-A-N, Vizi and Victor. What he and others are saying about the lessons learned during the pandemic. While it was a horrible thing, a lot of good came out of that as well. And the anticipated challenges students, teachers, and staff face at the start of another school year. Going into my fifth year as principal at Copper Hills High School. Yeah, when I got to Copper Hills, I had a real clear vision. I had a strong philosophy, um, had a mission, uh, had aligned several goals through collaboration with our faculty and staff. Um, we got we got to work, and we did a really good job for the first year and a half in continuing to grow and improve and develop as a school and uh, maximize the quality of experience for our students. And uh, then the pandemic came. And that really kind of put a screeching halt on a lot of the programs and initiatives and efforts that we were making to try to continue to grow as a school. It really got to the point where it just kind of became not survival mode because we wanted to continue to thrive in the face of adversity, but um, we were essentially building the airplane in flight. Until further notice, the district closed all schools and canceled all activities because of potential exposure to COVID-19. Just as the pandemic started, we basically shut down the schools uh, throughout the district and uh, transitioned to virtual learning, uh, created a schedule um, and tried to mimic the schedule of a traditional school day as much as possible. Um, But the teachers uh, were 
kind of in a position where they had to kind of transition all of their content and all of their curriculum um, over to digital format if they didn't already have it there and use Canvas as a learning management system and communicate with students through Canvas and through uh, video conferencing. We didn't know from one day or the next what was going to happen with the pandemic, what the numbers were going to be with COVID-19. Uh, we didn't know if we were going to have faculty out um, uh, with, with COVID. We didn't know if we were going to have staff out with COVID. And uh, we just didn't know what kind of an impact it was going to have on our students. And it really forced teachers to kind of rethink their approach to education. It kind of forced teachers into... Uh, becoming a little bit more diverse and a little bit more innovative and a little bit more creative in their teaching practices. New specialist Mike Anderson reports on what those changes will look like and how students on campuses are reacting. Mike? And having been a teacher and seeing what all, all they were going through, and I'm sure, you know, administration is as well, uh, what, what was that like? How did, how did the job description for teacher change? Um, it changed significantly because they, you know, they've obviously been trained and educated and have a lot of experience in uh, teaching in a brick and mortar school and teaching in a traditional classroom and being face to face with the students, uh, which really is an essential component of providing students a quality experience and helping them maximize their learning potential. And in a moment's notice, that was all taken away from them. And so they had to find new ways to connect with students and to build relationships with them. They had to find new ways to deliver their content and curriculum in a way that was interesting and desirable to students. They had to find a way to, different ways, if you will, to identify the needs of students and to come up with ways to provide the interventions and remediations needed to help students stay at the same level as their peers and to succeed in the classroom. We're not quarantining every child in the state of Utah. That is not what we're talking about right now. We still want you to go on walks to the park. We still want you to, uh, you, you know, to, to go do the things that you need to do. We're just avoiding these mass gatherings, large gatherings. Students are extremely resilient, and I was so impressed with the grit and resolve that our, te that our students had uh, during the during the pandemic, um, but it did have an impact on students. There became a really strong level of uh, uncertainty. There was a fear of the unknown. Things were different. I think we started to see a lot more uh, challenges for students, including mental health issues. And I think it's been really difficult for students to kind of regroup and return to what those normal expectations would be of a student as they're enrolled in a school and going to class. It's been difficult because we've had kids who didn't come back the first year um, after we were out and trying to catch them back up and fill those gaps from when they were on um, online learning or at home learning. That's been a big, um, something that I felt has been needed the last few years is just supporting our teachers and um, and those students and meeting their needs as far as achievement gaps. We've seen a lot of um, slide with students through the last few years. Um, we have some good processes in place for um, helping them develop a 
strong culture with one another and within their classrooms this year. So just trying to meet some of those social emotional deficits that they've come to us with in the last couple of years. The state's largest district was among the many to go back to the classroom today. We're talking about the Alpine School District. They expect 85,000 students this year. And one school hopes each of their students will feel welcome. New specialist Matt Reston. Did you have full-time teachers that were that left because of the pandemic that sort of had took an early retirement and is there still a need there for full-time teachers? Yeah I think over the course of the last few years in particular at my school Copper Hills High School um, we've seen teachers who were nearing retirement that perhaps decided to expedite that process and retire a little bit sooner than perhaps they had anticipated prior to the pandemic um, we had some teachers that really questioned whether or not they were capable of continuing to teach in the environment that was created by the pandemic. Um, and there are a lot of aspects of teaching that became very difficult as parents grew more and more concerned about the safety and the health and the quality of experience their students were having in school. And I think we lost some teachers to that as well. It was interesting uh, from an outside perspective because the I mean, teachers were sort of thrust into the spotlight for a while during the pandemic, sort of like nurses and things were. Where did it uh, shift into, we don't have what we need in the classroom as far as teachers go? Yeah, I, I think it just got to the point, we've, we've always had a need for substitutes. Um, teachers, just like any other employee in any other industry, um, are given and earn days off, um, personal time off. And they have family needs and personal needs that they need to take care of. And oftentimes that's not at convenient times. And so oftentimes they have to take a day off. And uh, in addition to that, with the pandemic, there was an increased level of exposure, an increased level of contraction of, of COVID-19. Um, and as a result of that, we had a lot more ab absenteeism. And yet the show needed to go on and we needed to continue to find a way to provide a quality experience for our students. And so we had to get, a lot, we had to get creative. Um, I think oftentimes administration was in classrooms substituting and covering for teachers. We had teachers covering for teachers during the prep period. Um, we had uh, our campus monitors and hall monitors stepping in to substitute classes. We were combining classes where necessary. We had put contingency plans together to combine groups of students and classes into the auditorium and provide them some type of a learning experience um, if we weren't able to cover the teacher's classroom. Uh, and it's just been a significant challenge. Because I, I guess not having someone in the classroom with the students just wasn't an option. It's just not an option. Um, we're dealing with high school students. They're adolescents. They're young minds. Um, they have creative energy um, and are extremely social. And while they do well interacting with one another and interacting with peer groups, there needs to be supervision. Um, but more so than the supervision, classroom management, and addressing of student behaviors, they're at school to learn. And they deserve that opportunity to learn the content um, of the class that they're taking. And without a teacher in the classroom, that becomes very difficult. And so when we are not able to get a licensed teacher in the classroom, 
And when we're not able to cover classes with licensed teachers in the school, we really depend on the support of community members who decide to become substitute teachers for whatever reason they're motivated by to help us. Substitute teachers are critical and they're essential and they're a very valuable and important part of the school family and they're a very valuable and important part of guaranteeing and ensuring the consistency and the quality of student learning. We're headed into this new school year. What what do things look like for, for you and your staff and, and substitute teachers? Yeah, um, obviously based on information we're getting from the district and experiences that we had last year in particular, um, there is a substitute shortage. And we anticipate that there will be a substitute shortage going into the new school year. Our hope is that we will get our community, we will get our parents, we will get those who are even curious about the educational process within a, within a high school system uh, to come and try it, to, to sign up, to go through the vetting process, um, to become qualified, to get on the list, and to give it a, give it a shot. Um, it's a great opportunity for those who are in a program of studies that will lead to them being a teacher. I find it so gratifying just to be a mentor to these students. But above and beyond that, even those who don't want to pursue the career of being a teacher, those that are simply in the community and have time, those that may just want a job that has some flexibility, um, want a job that allow them to decide how much they work or how little they work, a job that allows them to decide what content uh, they agree to cover based on their strengths and based on their interests. Um, but I've never heard of a substitute, uh, rarely have I heard of a substitute that has come into a school and has provided an educational experience for our students throughout a day that hasn't come out of that experience just enlightened and invigorated and hopeful about our future because they've had the opportunity to interact with these amazing students and they've had an opportunity to get to see them at their best and they really truly get to realize that these are the leaders of the future and that the future is in good hands. And I think any community member would greatly benefit from having that experience and having that opportunity and getting to see that firsthand. excited to be face to face and the pandemic while it was a horrible thing a lot of good came out of that as well yeah in schools even. yeah there's some what are some of those lingering um, lessons and things that have stuck around technology the use of technology and um, helping students uh, be able to learn even while they're not at school if they're on vacation if they're sick we still have ways now that it's just naturally part of what we do um, we can accommodate for that. Um, hygiene is, is huge. This way we're not, um, even the common cold and the flu, we're just not going to be spreading those like we did before the pandemic. I think that we've learned a lot um, hygienically as well. You mentioned uh, the, you know, the creativity and the different things that teachers had had to suddenly uh, use and, and develop and what 
have your staff members taken from the pandemic that is continuing, whether it's a virtual aspect of some classes or or uh, the creativity part, or how, how is that? Has that changed things? Are things lasting? Yeah, I think I think prior to the pandemic, we had goals of helping teachers become more diverse in their teaching practice, helping teachers become more innovative in their use of technology, and helping teachers find new and improved ways of connecting with and building relationships with students. Um, I think the pandemic expedited that process. I think it forced our teachers into a situation where they really didn't have a choice, that they had to expedite their commitment to um, and their involvement in evolving their practice and finding a way to continue to make themselves relevant. Um, We discovered that that, uh, through the pandemic, we discovered that there are a lot of people, that a lot of students that prefer online learning Um, We found that there are a lot who prefer hybrid, where they take some of their courses online or a portion of a course online and some of it in person. And so as teachers, they've not only had to be creative to make themselves relevant, but they've also uh, been put into a situation where they've had to expedite those things that we were trying to help them work on um, even prior to the pandemic. And the goal is that we obviously reflect on um, what we've learned from the challenges and from the difficulties of overcoming and pushing through the pandemic, but that they also look for the positive and they look for the benefits and they look for the things that they're now doing that perhaps they weren't motivated to do before the pandemic. Um, We're in a a society where there are a lot of people that are wanting personalized learning. And I think that the things that we've learned from the pandemic give teachers an opportunity to be more flexible and more creative in finding a way to customize and to personalize the learning of each student, which we hope will lead to better results for those students. Hello, I know you guys. This way. Everyone this way around the back of the school to your doors. Welcome to school. This way around the back. This way. Good morning. This way around the back to your doors. We are looking forward to students coming back, getting back to some normalcy, um, helping them achieve in education and closing those achievement gaps. We are just days out now from the start of school. How are how are you feeling? I finally, um, after many years, took the opportunity to get some vacation time in during the summer. Uh, that allowed, allowed me to recharge my batteries and allowed me to rejuvenate a little bit. Um, but I have been, I've spent a lot of time this summer researching um, and reflecting and coming up with plans that we could execute um, that incorporate the things that we've learned from our experience in the pandemic and from working with the needs of our students in this day and age. And I'm really excited for the school year. I'm hopeful that we'll return to some semblance of normalcy. I'm hopeful that teachers will be rejuvenated and will be motivated and will be excited about the opportunities that they have moving forward in providing instruction and building relationships with students. And I'm hopeful that the students will realize that it's time to get back to going to school, attending, going to class, being engaged in the classroom, and understanding the, the power of one, understanding the, 
influence that they as an individual student can have on the culture and climate of a school and on the success of their teachers and as a direct result their peers. Most of Utah is already back to school, and KSL TV has been there to cover it and will be there throughout the school year. That does it for us this week on KSL Plus. I'm Matt Rascone. We'll see you again next week. 